Last time on Chew On It. At the end of the day, we have a choice, and it's realizing that we have a choice that makes the difference between someone who becomes bitter or they come out better. Hey, what's up? My name is Ding Shiren. Hi, I'm Angie. And welcome, welcome back to the Chew On It podcast. Now, this is a podcast where we delve deep into the mental health issues um, faced by the youths and young adults today. And we basically chew on it and keep things as real as we can. This podcast is by Brown Center, a charity that promotes happier and healthier living. Now, today's episode, we're going to dive straight in, right? And it's actually in line with our mission uh, for the Asia-Pacific Mindfulness Conference 2022. The theme for the conference is mental wellness and resilience, which is why we're going to be talking about resilience today. Yeah, we think it's, uh, I think it might be a great topic for the youths that are tuning in to us today. Absolutely. We all need to be resilient, especially in such times where things change so quickly and there are threats which we never expected, things mm. happening in another part of the world that has an impact on us. For sure. And um, Angie, do you feel you've been resilient the, the past uh, a couple of years especially. absolutely being resilient means that we're able to adapt and to able to see mm. opportunities uh, in every situation so yes I have been putting to practice uh, what being mindful is and how that translates into being resilient okay I'm currently looking at the definition of resilience According to Urban Dictionary, right, everyone's favorite dictionary, resilience is that word used in many magazines, right? It means never giving up or not breaking down. And it's true. I think I think it's overrated, right? Why is it everywhere? I am not really agreeable to the way it's been defined that never giving up. You know, mm. sometimes it's okay to give up. If you find that uh, you're really not cut out for a certain thing, is to be able to call it quits and to be okay about it, not feeling like you're a failure, but just recognizing that this is just not for you. For example, someone wanting to do high jump, you know, but he doesn't have the length <laughs> of the legs for it. So, you know, you are really going up against people who have a natural flair and to try something else. So I've got two kids and um, they're really not the same. And mm. one has a different set of strengths from another. And really it's about them exploring their strengths and to develop their career according to what is actually more suited for each one of them. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I believe that a lot of our values and beliefs that you know we hold as teens and um, eventually when we grow up uh, into adults are built from our childhood and... We all know how competitive Asian parents are, right? When bringing up their child. Would you say that very competitive mindset of always wanting to be the best actually makes us less resilient when we're faced with a challenge? Why do we always have to be the best? Hmm. In any class, there's only one kid who can be the top of a class. Hmm. And there will always be one kid at the bottom of the class. And there's always an average in every class. I find that what's really important for our youth is to enjoy the journey of learning because learning should never stop just because we finished formal education because we have to continue to learn because things change in the world. Hmm. New uh, discoveries, uh, new skills that have to be developed. And so we need to move with the times and the person who's most adaptive 
is the one who is going to continue to be relevant and to be able to enjoy the new successes as we progress in life. Mm-hmm. Because coming from such a family myself, right? Uh, a family where, you know, my parents are very competitive and I know how stressful this constant mindset of comparing can be. And I must admit, you know, many years back when that first started, I think I think secondary school or around that, my resilience was really low, right? And as a Singaporean son or daughter, when you've, you know, when you've got that pressure, whether it's from your family or the people around you, how do we break out of this constant state of wanting to be the best? I think what's important is to feel a sense of pride for what you're able to do and to say, you know what, I'm good enough and I don't have to be the best. I will just give my best, which is different from having to be the best. Okay, we've spoken quite a bit about resilience, but to you, how would you define resilience, right? If if I realize that life is getting too much for me and I want to end my life, does it mean I'm not resilient because I can't take the suffering? Or would you say that, you know, because I've gone through so much that I've been really resilient my whole life? When someone wants to end his life or when I went through the time when I felt I wanted to end my life, that was because I was feeling intense pain. Pain that I wanted to escape from. Pain that I wanted to make it disappear. And that's when an idea came to my mind that I should just end my life. That has nothing to do with resilience. It has to do with giving up. resilient is to recognize that the pain is there and I'm going to have to do something different in my life to let go of the pain, to free myself from that pain. And that includes seeing life differently, Hmm. seeing the situation differently and finding a new way of responding to the situation. For example, when I felt very hurt Hmm. And when I realized that it was because I had certain expectations that were not met, mm. I felt empowered to change my expectations. Mm. When I changed my expectations, the hurt reduced and eventually it went away. I didn't have to change the person in my life to be different mm. in the way he or she was acting towards me. I just need to change my expectation of that person on how he or she was going to treat me. Mm. And that is what relieved me from the hurt that I was experiencing. So resilience is about recognizing what we're able to handle in that point in time and not to try to do more than one is capable of. Now, I completed my national service last year and, you know, everyone says you built resilience in the army. I agree, you do, but um, that resilience I built was, you know, through being in a toxic work environment and, you know, having to deal with a toxic boss. And it was honestly the worst time of my life. At what point does that negative experience of building resilience become unhealthy? You recognize that by just enduring Hmm. and having to face the same situation with no uh, light at the end of the tunnel was actually becoming very unhealthy. Hmm. 
But when you came to Brahm Center and learned mindfulness, not only you developed a set of skills that enabled you to cope better, you even gain insights to, wow, you know, I think my boss is actually insecure that she actually had a problem and she needed help. Mm. And that was incredible. That is what gave you the ability to be resilient mm. because you no longer saw things only from one perspective mm. and you were able to change your response towards it. And as they say, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm. So the, 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 the point about enduring a, a negative experience, it becomes unhealthy when you're not able to find a solution or a way to you know manage that, that, that negative experience you're enduring? Enduring is having to put up with the same thing over and over again and you react the same way over mm. and over again. Mm. So for example, if you have someone that nags at you and each time you go into your room and slam the door, mm. uh, you haven't learned a new way of coping with the nagging. Mm. And the <laughs> nagging continues and you continue to react in the same way, which is trying to run away from the nagging. Yeah. What if you now apply mindfulness and look at it from the perspective of the person nagging and to be able to go up to that person and say, why are you nagging me? Hmm. Why do you think that by saying it one more time that it's going to bring a different result? Hmm. Oh, is there a different way you can actually make a request instead of using the same tone which causes me to feel irritated and doesn't compel me to want to cooperate? Hmm. By changing that response, mm -hmm. you're going to help the other person see things differently and you're also going to be able to understand that person where he or she is coming from. You know how when we're faced with something challenging in life, right? Like, um, for example, getting bullied at work. Our natural response is often fight or flight, right? We either confront the situation head on or um, we try to distract ourselves from it. When does it get to a point when it's time to seek help? And it... Even if, if we notice someone around us struggling, when is it time to refer them to get help? When you start to realize that in the morning you wake up and you really dread getting up mm. from bed or when you notice that your body is just so tense and you really hate the thought that you're going to have to go to work, that's really a time um, that is awakening that you need to seek help in order to learn how to cope with it. Because if not, you may turn into um, maladaptive coping habits, like some people take to drinking. Mm. Uh, some people watch videos uh, that may not be the healthiest. So you really need to sense into yourself that you know, you're not adapting or you're not coping well. And that's flight, right? That you're trying to escape from the situation by distracting yourselves with all these, you know, un un unhelpful and practices and all that. Absolutely, and we all know that by going over our boss, it's a, a career limiting move. <laughs> so uh, maybe a better option is to prepare your CV and apply for a new job. Hmm. That would be a much more uh, beneficial approach to uh, getting out of the situation. Hmm. And if we notice, like, for example, a colleague of ours or a sibling of ours struggling, when is it time to uh, uh, tell them that, hey, you should be, you, you know, you, you should get some help or, you know, you should get out of that situation? I would propose that instead of telling them is to probe 
and mm. ask them how they're feeling mm. and whether there's anything that we could do to support them. And mm. them just feeling supported is very helpful. It helps them to be able to focus on what their options are. We all have options. Mm. Sometimes our mind can't think straight and can't see the options because we've been hijacked by fear. Mm. And when fear hijacks us, we could be in a state of paralysis mm. and we feel stuck. Um, we do have an upcoming episode on social media, but I just want to very quickly talk about this digital resilience. It's so hard to build that nowadays, right? With social media, I mean, with Instagram, with TikTok, what are us young adults going to do about that? Well, you're listening to a podcast, it's digital <laughs> in nature. So not everything on social media is bad. Mm. But when we have the awareness uh, of how our body is reacting to what we're seeing, reading, or hearing, then it is actually indicating to us whether this experience is healthy or otherwise. Mm. And we can always choose to use social media in a beneficial way. Something that's helpful and it helps us to uh, develop new skills. It also helps us to uh, expand our knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's all good. So it's social media is not all bad. It's about making good choices. Okay, and this is something we like to do at the end of every show. We wrap up our episode by poking fun at our episode topic. And today, since we're talking about resilience, let's try this, Angie. How does a young person test their resilience? Hmm, that's an interesting question. So how does a young person test resilience? When it's been two minutes since they posted on Instagram and there are still no likes. Oh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of Cause True On It is a production by Gram Sensor Singapore. Um, don't forget to follow them on their socials at Gram Sensor Singapore on Facebook and at Gram Sensor SG on Instagram. Next week we talk all about wellness, um, whether it's uh, whether it's attainable or it's just one big scam. Plus, um, how we can care for ourselves and even wellness at work. Join us next week. <laughs>